Hello everybody, this is Pastor Mark Zapolita with Impact Church San Diego and I am so excited that you are here joining us today. If you're a first time listener to the podcast or you've been here before and would like to support our ministry and keep this podcast going, you can go to our Facebook page at Impact Church San Diego, click the learn more button and you can donate there or you can text any amount to 84321 and follow the prompts. I hope this message inspires you, motivates you and renews your faith. God bless you. We're going to start at verse uh, 36. The whole story is from verse 36 to 50, but we're just going to touch on a few scriptures. And it reads like this from verse 36. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, uh, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So he came there. Uh, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. And some versions in the King's James Version says alabaster box. An alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped with her wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. Verse 39. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, said to themselves, said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him, and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Today, we're going to entitle this message, Pouring Out Your Praise on Him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time to ask Him to enlighten us, to give us knowledge and wisdom of the Scriptures at this time. Heavenly Father, we come before your presence, God, to honor you, Lord Jesus to love you, God, to just thank you, God, for allowing us to be here, God. We ask you, Lord Jesus, for what we're about to hear, God, from the word of God, from your word, that you give us knowledge and understanding, God, of what is about to be preached, what is what we're about to hear, Lord. We ask you to continue be with us, God. We invite you into this place, and not just into this place, but into our hearts as well, into our homes, God, into our families, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, for what you have done, Lord, what you are going to do and what you will do in our lives, God. We thank you, God. We uplift your holy name, Lord Jesus, God, and we love you. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen, amen. You may be seated at this time. While uh, the view system here is uh, setting up a a little movie, um, a little um, pre-preaching movie, the Bible talks about it's, it says an alabaster box, you know, when I, I'm always thinking, wow, a little box, you know, a wooden box. I think of wood. I think of something square. But the actual thing is alabaster is like, it's almost like a marble, like a granite type of stone. The Bible says when, when Solomon was building the temples that he used columns of alabaster. It's very strong. And it's to protect, and, and when it's hollowed out to make a box, it's to protect valuables. 
So with that said, I'm going to ask you to focus up onto the screen and, and watch this short clip.
if you listen to these words and read them as they're being sung, you realize that what she did at the feet of Jesus is basically just pour out not just what was inside the alabaster box, but she poured out more than that. She poured out gratitude. She poured out praise. She poured out worship. And that's why this preaching is entitled Pouring Out Your Praise on Him. As she came into the room, as Jesus was reclining at the table, she got wind of that the master, the teacher, that Jesus, the Son of God, was having dinner at a Pharisee's house. When Jesus is around, people know. Just like when the blind man, when he heard that Jesus was passing by, he cried out. All those who, are look, who look for Jesus, who seek him out, who have a need of him, know about his, his whereabouts. Amen. In this day and age, when you need him, when you seek him out, and you need, to, and you, and you need, you need of him to forgive you, to comfort you, to guide you, he's no further than just to kneel away, a prayer away. As she came into the house, I'm sure she caught everybody by surprise. Like, what is, what is she doing here? What is that woman doing? Or what is that person doing here? And as she knelt down and she cried at the feet of Jesus, what did Jesus do? Forgave her? Gave her new life, a new beginning? Can Jesus actually do that? Can Jesus actually give us a new beginning, a new, uh, a new walk? Yes, he can. He can give you a new walk. He can give you a new life. Just like Jacob when he was wrestling with the angel. And, the, and, they, and they were wrestling all night. We all know the story, Jason, uh, Jacob wrestling the angel. And, and to the point where they were wrestling all night and the angel said, you know, uh, he, he dislocated his hip, Jacob's hip. But he still continued on wrestling the, 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 the angel. But nonetheless, as they departed, not only that the angel changed Jacob's name to Israel, he also walked away with the limp. He walked different. Yeah, it was a physical day, but he was happy. He was blessed. He had a different walk. Yes, Jesus can change your walk. He could change your life. He could change your future. He can change the things as long as you put it into his hands, praise God. As she came in and she cried out and she poured her tears, as the song said, she didn't say a word, but what was heard was heard loud and clear what she was doing. And as she did that and wiped his, her tears away from Jesus' feet with her hair, showing affection and love and gratitude for what Jesus did for her. And then you have the people, the Pharisees, the people behind, saying, if he was a prophet, if he is who he says he is, he would know what type of woman this is. He would know what type of person this is. That she's a sinner. Ironically enough, the passage in Luke 7 says the sinful woman. She's already been titled as the sinful woman. 
She's, always been, she's already been labeled what she is. Even the Pharisees said, this woman, she, that she's a sinful woman. What kind of woman she is. Already been labeled, already been stamped of what she is, what she was, who people see her as. A lot of people see us as, oh, that, kind, that person. You know, he's a hateful person. He's a mean person. He's a sinful guy. He's a sinful girl. Oh, they do this. They do that. I see them do this. I see them do that. You're already labeled certain things. But she did not care of what other people thought about her. She didn't care about what the Pharisee had said within his mind. And the Bible says that he said within himself. He said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is. She's a sinner. He said it to himself, but Jesus knew their hearts. He knew their intentions. He knew what he said. But she didn't care what they were saying. She didn't care about the looks. She didn't care what they were going to say or who was in the room at the time. All she knew is that Jesus was in the house. As the word of God says right here, a woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. All she knew is that the Savior, the Son of Man, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, praise God, who had blessed her, who had forgave her, was in a certain house. That's who she was there for. And Pharisees, the Pharisees were just mumbling and murmuring about what Jesus should have thought or Jesus should have figured out or maybe Jesus supposed to shush her away or shoo her away someplace or say, get off me, you sinful woman. What was Jesus supposed to, to do in their eyes? In another instance, when this happened, when uh, uh, Mary of Bethany was anointing Jesus just days before his crucifixion, even his own disciples had said, why this waste of pouring expensive perfume on Jesus? Why this waste, they said, or they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Why are you wasting this perfume? Do you know what was inside that alabaster box? Do you know what type of oil, perfume that was inside that box that they anointed Jesus' feet with, that they anointed Jesus' head with? It was a priceless, expensive perfume. How did this sinful woman was able to afford an alabaster box, a marble, a granite-looking box chiseled out to hold an oil? How was she able to afford this type of ointment, of this oil? The Bible says it's pure nard. Whatever, apparently that's a very expensive perfume that has a, a myrrh in it. She broke open the alabaster box. Now, it, like I said, this alabaster is like a marble or a granite. It's a solid thing. What was meant was she broke the seal on it. Because when you purchase an expensive perfume, an expensive thing, it comes in a very intricate alabaster box with a seal around it. Not to be used for whatever, you know, type of, you know, thing. You don't use it as a daily cologne. I'm sure some of you guys, some of you women have your daily sprays, and there's some that, you know, it's for special occasions. 
You know, you keep the expensive stuff a little bit higher than the other stuff. You go, no, I'm, you know, I'm going to go out with my wife tonight, or I'm going you know, to go out there, and then you put the expensive stuff on. But the daily stuff, you know, you got to, you know, ax. for guys, you got to ax body spray. I don't care. You know, whatever. And then the women, you know, you know, daily mist or spray. But this was expensive. This is something that you don't use on a daily basis. It's for special occasions. It was for a, a, a moment that, that, you know, that was, it was saved for. So when the disciples, in this one instance, days before his crucifixion, when the disciples saw her doing this, the smell, the, 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 the aroma filled the room, the aroma filled the place that we're in, they were they were in that you know it just penetrated in there and they said hey why are you wasting this expensive stuff if you, if if you read this this is why this waste it could have been sold for you know money and given to the poor like they care about the poor he didn't care about the poor judas is the one that said this he was the one that held the money bag he was a greedy person he sold jesus out for 30 pieces of silver and he said, why this waste? It could have been sold and we could have given it to the poor like he cared about the poor. Jesus had told him, hey, listen, the poor you're going to have with you always, but this me you're not always going to have here on earth. She knew the value of who Jesus was. This woman who came into the Pharisee's house saw the value of who Jesus was. What did Jesus do? Forgive her. Forgive her what? I don't know. How was she able to afford this expensive perfume in this alabaster box? I don't know. What kind of sin was she living? I don't know. A story, the story, the Bible does tell us about a story about the woman who was caught in adultery and they dragged her to the feet of Jesus. This woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses said that such women should be stoned. What say you, Jesus? They just brought her just so they can try to get Jesus in a, you know, a conundrum so they can accuse Jesus of saying something wrong. Jesus quietly stood up and said, Let he who without sin cast the first stone. One by one, they started dropping their stones. One by one, they started walking away and leaving the place till there was no one left. And Jesus asked the woman, do you see any of your accusers here? Do you see any of those people who are trying to cause hurt to you? Do you see anybody here with the stone left in their hand? She said, no, master. I don't see anybody here. Do you see those accusers? Do you see those who are condemning you? She said, no, I don't see anybody left. And Jesus said, neither do I, con neither do I condemn you told her to get up and sin no more. Am I making a connection here of the woman who was caught in adultery and the woman who came to cry at the feet of Jesus? I'm not saying it's the same person. Could it be that because she had this expensive perfume, that there wasn't too many trades back there in the Bible days. You, knew, you either knew how to do something with your hands or you had to do something with your body. She was forgiven from things in her life that no man can do. She was forgiven from the past. She was forgiven from something that only one man can do. The Son of God. Jesus. So when he told the Pharisees, see this woman right here? She loved much. That's why she's been forgiven much. Those who love little are forgiven little. This woman had a rough life. She did things that were unspeakable. She did things that, only, that she was able just to, to, to make ends meet or to earn a living and to continue on 
living in that, in that place. But when you come in encounter with the Son of God, when you come in encounter with Jesus Christ, and the things that you have done in your life, and the things that you have done that you don't want to tell anybody about, that only He knows, that only He's seen. We're not perfect. We're human, praise God. That's how God made us. We have desires. We have feelings. We have thoughts. But when you're forgiven of the things that you are so ashamed of, like this woman, if you are forgiven of the things that you wish that you have never done, and giving you a new life, but yet, every time, if you, if, you seek, if you look in the Bible, every time somebody tried to seek out Jesus, there was always there somebody trying to bring them down. The Pharisees labeled this person as, as, as she's a prostitute. She doesn't, he doesn't even know who is crying at his feet. If he only knew who this type of woman is or who this woman is, if he only knew who, what type of person this is. And then you have his own disciples condemning her from anointing Jesus just days before his crucifixion, days before he was put into the tomb. He anointed Jesus, and there you see the disciples murmuring, hey, why are you wasting this stuff on him? Why are you throwing it away? This is expensive stuff. What do you care? For those people always trying to come close to Jesus, just like I was telling you before, the blind man who heard that the Son of Man was walking by, he yelled out, Son of David, have mercy on me. They shut him up. Every time somebody tried to reach out to the master, every time somebody tried to get close to Jesus and honor him and worship him, they've been told to either shut up, they've been ridiculed, they've been labeled, uh, they've been labeled their past. They've been labeled what they were doing. They were labeled uh, who they were. And that's why a lot of people don't seek out Jesus or come to church because they're going to find out, why do you go to church? If you're going to do that, then why do you go to church then? Because I'm not perfect. Why do you go to church? Why do out of shape people go to the gym? Why do sick people go to the hospital? Right? Somebody told me, so I don't, I don't go to church because there's a bunch of hypocrites in there. Well, why are you looking at hypocrites? Why don't you look up? Why don't you look up? Why don't you look up to God? Yeah, there's going to be people. There's going to not. There's going to be not so nice people. There's going to be not so you know. There's going to be good people. There's going to be bad people in church. Like hospitals are a hospital for the sick to get healed. Churches are for people who need to be healed on the inside. We're not always going to be good. We're not always going to be great. We're not always going to do the right things. We're not always going to say the right things. But thank God that the Bible says that all those who ask forgiveness, Jesus will forgive. He is just to forgive. And as she poured, she came in and she poured. She cracked the seal. This was a special occasion. Like I said, this was a perfume not to be used. This was an oil or a perfume not to be used on just whatever occasion on a daily basis. She poured out and started to anoint, to appreciate, 
she poured out at the feet of Jesus. Mary of Bethany poured out on the head of Jesus, anointing Jesus, preparing him. What did she know that the disciples didn't know? Jesus was constantly talking about, hey, you're not going to have me here very much longer. When I leave you, if you tear down this temple, I will rise it up in three days. He was talking about himself. He constantly talked about, hey, there's going to be a time when I'm not going to be here anymore. There's going to be a time that you're not going to have me around anymore. Holding your hand and guiding you. I'm teaching you everything right now. Mary of Bethany knew what Jesus was talking about. So she wanted to anoint him. So when they said, when the disciples said, like, why this ways? This could have been sold and given to the poor. He says, the poor you're always going to have, but me, you're not always going to have. She did this. This, this is a prepare up for my burial, for my death. She anointed him. When you pour out what's expensive to you, when you pour out what's priceless and precious in your life to you, what you're actually pouring out is worship. You're pouring out your worship, your praise. What has God forgiven you that you have to give back to him? They gave what was precious and expensive that they had. What they had in their, in their possession, what they had for what they earned, what they had for a special occasion. It was precious. It was expensive. It was something that you can't just get at any type of area of sale. They poured out what was expensive of everything they had. What's expensive to you inside of your heart? What do you have to give Jesus for saving you? For saying, hey, is there anybody else here who, who condemns you? So, yeah, there's a lot of people who condemn me for this and that and the other thing. You know what? I don't condemn you. There might be some people throwing stones at you. There might be some people stabbing you in the back. There might be somebody out there double-crossing you or talking bad about you or trying to talk bad about you, uh, you know, to your boss so that they can get something, that, a position that you wanted or something. Anything that could happen in your life, praise God, there's always going to be somebody against you, especially when you try to better yourself spiritually, physically, and mentally. There's always going to be somebody trying to claw after you and to try to bring you down, just like the Pharisee, sinful woman, just like the disciple. That could have been sold. When you start to pour out your praise unto God, Jesus will start to pour out his spirit upon you. The more you pour out to Jesus, the more he will pour out his love, his spirit to you, praise God. What is engulfed inside of us, praise God, is something that you can't just buy anywhere. It's something that you can't get, you can't purchase, you can't get on Amazon, you can't ask somebody else for it. The only person that can give you it can only come from above. The Spirit of God can only come from above, praise God. And when you open up to Him, He will pour out to you. It doesn't matter what people say about you. Can you just picture this? Just imagine this in your head. This woman. I don't know how she was dressed. I don't know what she looked like. But this woman... In this town, who everybody saw as that woman. 
This person who came to seek out the presence of Jesus. What was she feeling? What was going through her mind? She heard that Jesus was at this Pharisee's house. See, he's over there and he's in that house. I heard that he's in the house. Is there anybody else in the house? Well, he's at the Pharisee's house, so the Pharisee's got to be there. Shaken, afraid, and scared of what she was going to do. Because what she was going to do, she, she, I'm sure it didn't come to her what she was going to do until she got there, but she did have something very precious. Each, of, each and every one of us here are very precious. Each and every one of us here have something so valuable that we just don't want to give just to anybody. That we don't just give it to anybody, you know. Oh, hey, you can have me. She had in her hands, that person had in her hands something very, very valuable. As she reached the place, I'm sure she heard voices talking. She heard Jesus talking. She probably peeked through a window, looked in the doorway. Because wherever Jesus was at, it, especially at a, 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 a gathering, a, a, a fellowship of people, there was always people around him. In the Pharisee's house and Pharisees, you know, they have a lot of people hanging around them as well. So you can imagine a house full of men. I'm sure they have. Maybe they had some wives. I don't know. The Bible doesn't talk about that. But just imagine a room full of men. Pharisees, nonetheless. And Pharisees are high-minded. They go by the law. They're strict by the law. They follow the law of God, but yet their hearts are far from And they're so pious in their thinking. They're pious in their mentality and how they talk and how they conduct themselves. And, and they dress up to make, you know, yes, I'm a holy person. They walk around throughout the town looking holy, however that looks, right? This woman comes in probably shaking, shivering about what was going to happen. Because when you come to the presence of God, you just, and you know he's right there. You you don't know how to act. You don't know how to conduct yourself. You don't know what to say. And the Bible says she didn't say a word. The song says, I saw she spoke no words, but everything she did in actions was heard loud and clear. And the Bible says that she was behind Jesus. She made it down to her knees. She when you reach the presence of God to the point where you can't even stand up anymore, you just got to get down on your knees and, and just, you know, I just want to thank you. Just, have you ever prayed a prayer so deep that you couldn't say a word and just started weeping? You couldn't say a word. All you, all you could do is just cry and just, and just cry out. What do you hear? You, you smash a pillow up against your face and... Knowing how good he is in your life. Knowing that he can actually make things new. 
knowing that he can actually change my direction. A sinful woman, if he only knew what type of person this is. You can't go to Jesus looking like that. You can't come to the master the way you're living. You can't come to Jesus when you're living in the sin, when you're looking like this, when you're doing that. She didn't care what other people thought. She didn't care what they were thinking. She was probably shivering and shaking to do what she was going to do, but she didn't care. I don't care what they say. Here comes, here comes Mark. You know, what, what is he going to do in church? What is he doing at prayer? What is he doing at the altar? He shouldn't even be at the altar. I'm surprised that altar hasn't caught on fire. It doesn't matter what you did in your past or what people saw you as. God's love is new each and every day. God's love is new to the point that if you were to mess up right after church, He still loves you. He still forgives you. I'm going to ask you to stand. He still wants to hold you. He still wants to forgive you. What do you have inside of your heart, in your life, in here, that is so precious and so valuable that you would just pour it out? If Jesus was reclining at a dinner table, if Jesus was in a room, how would you react for saving you, forgiving you, for loving you unconditionally? The Bible says that as we were yet still sinners, as we were still living in sin, Jesus died for us. That's how much he loves you. Now, whatever you have that's precious, whatever you have that's valuable with inside your heart, if you are saving it for a, a special occasion or, or you're just holding on for, for, for whatever reason, give your praise to him. Pour out your praise to him. The Bible says in the last day, I will pour out my spirit upon all nations. Praise God. There's a bigger pouring. There's a bigger outpouring. There's a bigger spirit. There's a bigger love that's going to come. Praise God. And I truly believe that with everything going on the way it is, I truly believe in this. These are somewhat of the last days. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all men. How much praise worship of yourself are you willing to pour out to Jesus the more you pour out the more he's going to pour out to you I'm not perfect I'm just a guy standing up here preaching teaching I've been through things that I wish I wouldn't have seen at times but you know coming up to Easter knowing that because he did this on the cross, I could do this. I could worship him. And I'm glad he did this. The Bible said he could have called 10,000 angels to save him, to get him down from that conundrum, <laughs> from that cross. The Bible calls it a tree. But I'm glad he did what he did. 
because if he didn't do what he did, we would not have hope. We wouldn't have salvation. He was born to die. He was born to give his life. He was born to love you and to bring you into his heart. I've always heard that. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you accepted him into your heart? And it's not so much that have we accepted him, but that he already accepted us into his life, into his kingdom. All we have to do is believe. All we got to do is believe. A simple thing is just believing. As long as you believe, the Bible says that all those who believe on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. With this song here, I'm going to open up this altar. And if you want to come to this altar and just pour out unto Jesus, be my guest. If you just want to come here and just thank God and just worship him and just pour out to him, just listen to the song, these words that are being sung, and just come to the altar. Come to the feet of Jesus. Come to the feet of the master. Seek him out. Seek his presence. Seek his love. Seek his face. Praise God. Because the more that you seek him, the more he's more going to be there easily to be found. Praise God. As you pour out your praise out from your heart, pour out your praise out from your soul, pour out your praise unto him. He will be there to receive it. Her own grew still as she made her way to Jesus. She stumbles through the tears that made her blind. She felt such pain. I hope you enjoyed today's message, and if you did, tell a friend. And if you would like to support our ministry, you can go to our Facebook page at Impact Church San Diego, click the Learn More button, and you can donate there. Or you can text any amount to 84321 and follow the prompts, because it's people like you that keep this podcast going. Thank you, and God bless you.